from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. That sound of open mouth chewing means it's time for the lunch hour here on Ken LaVica Live. Every good, respectable sports talk radio show has an hour, whether it's the power hour with Bart, ha- Bart and Han. Yeah. I totally blanked on the name of the show. Or the, the cocktail power hour on the hour. home team. That's right. <laughs> but we, we here on Ken LaVica Live, we have the lunch hour. And signified again by the sound of a woman eating a sloppy joe with her mouth open. I, I, you know, I don't know where y'all found that audio from. It's a little disturbing in my ears, but we'll just keep it rolling. We'll <laughs> the best part is crank that, crank that stone, crank that open mouth eating. Listen how juicy it is. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to the lunch hour. I'm so <laughs> uncomfortable in this hour. I'm, I'm so uncomfortable to start it off. Oh, that's the good stuff right there. The lunch hour here on Ken Levicka Live. A celebratory lunch hour, if I may say so myself, with the heat absolutely rolling yesterday, leaving no doubt. I will say this, though. The opening three minutes of that game yesterday were unbearable to watch. Both teams just chucking shots at the rim. It was one nothing. Like two and a half minutes in yesterday, I'm like, oh god, this is absolutely miserable. And then the heat finally woke up. But that was that was a bad first three minutes. And I think Theo, we need to teach Stone a little bit of a lesson here, because mm. he is um, he's turning into one of one of them. And by them, <laughs> I mean a a super high expectation social media influenced South Florida sports fan. Mm. Because he was texting, as you saw in our our show group chat, Theo. He's texting about, oh, uh, where are the fans? How come nobody showed up at the game? What's going on? Because he is getting caught up in this, this Heat fan reputation that Twitter likes to perpetuate, that Heat fans are bad fans. And I tried to explain to Stone, bro, it's 1 p.m., on an Easter Sunday. Mm. 1 p.m. on Sunday is bad enough, but Easter Sunday, you think that you can successfully get to the arena on time, especially Impossible. if you're coming from North Broward or Palm Beach County. Uh, like, it's just not going to happen. Like, Stone's being completely unfair to the Heat sports fan. Now, how? I use Twitter to reinforce my argument. My <laughs> Twitter is full of dumbasses, that was, Stone. That was to reinforce. I was watching the game, and you kind of just almost exposed your argument in a sense that the game was 1-0 through, like, the first five minutes. The crowd wasn't making a noise. My phone blew up. Yo, you guys got a nice crowd there. And I'm like getting made fun of. I'm like, now nah, I'm turning up the volume. Like, really, what's going on? The place was dead for the first like six to eight minutes of the game. Nobody was making a noise. Yeah, they woke up. Kyle Lowry's three really woke the crowd up. And then I started seeing tweets that, wow, they needed Lowry's three from like blue check marks. Wow, they needed Lowry's three to wake them up. I was not, I was a little disappointed. I understand I get caught up in that stuff, but hey, it wasn't just me. I wasn't alone. Uh, a Sunday 1 p.m. crowd is going to take a little bit to get going. Especially okay? game one of a series against a team that a was one really the 10 eight. seed. Yeah, exactly. uh, One versus 10. They're a 10 seed still. Yeah. 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 Maybe maybe Trey Young, he goes to New York and people get fired up to see him. Yeah. But 
the Heat are actually a franchise that has success. The Heat don't get all starry-eyed, and Heat fans don't get all starry-eyed when that mishmash of hair and complaining comes into their building. Sorry if Trey Young isn't enough to get Heat fans up because, well, with the Heat, ho-hum, been there, done that, championship rings, okay? Uh, that that was the point that I was trying to make. Plus, about yesterday. Well, you know, also the last time the Heat didn't have any fans in the stands, we made it all the way to the finals. So maybe that's just part of the strategy. Maybe. But I also think, too, (laughs) that if you're going to hold Heat fans to a standard of being in your seats on time, Heat fans that never show up on time for anything, also because there is massive gridlock always in downtown Miami, Mm. and uh, the only way to get to the Heat is via the Brightline. I'm telling you, use the Brightline. Go Brightline.com, free Brightline app, because if you don't, you're just going to be sitting in bumper to bumper. For traffic. So let to- yesterday be a lesson for all of you Heat fans when you go down for game two. Leave early or just take the bright line. Yeah. Fair enough? Yeah, that works. Yeah, I think that works. Um, so yesterday, what worked best? And I, I think that we need to make sure that we reiterate over and over and over again. When it comes to the Heat, we hardly saw the full product at all in the regular season. Whether it was injuries, whether it was COVID, uh, we did not see the full group together and yesterday you saw the impact that a Kyle Lowry makes running the point uh, and, and how he can get to the rim how he can can get everything under control how he can organize the offense you saw pj tucker set up in that corner and let it fly we really didn't see much of pj tucker shooting that three that he's so comfortable launching and what really made him so dangerous in the playoffs last year for milwaukee we didn't see that in this regular season he got it going and then finally duncan robinson got into a groove and if he can, and I'm not saying eight threes a night, but if he can start to become a player off the bench again that defenses have to focus on, have to commit a man to, have to close out on, that is going to make life so much easier for Jimmy Butler. He's not going to be forced to have to take jump shots. He can attack the rim after that. Max Struess, he looked real comfortable in his first playoff start. Think about this, Theo. The Miami Heat, the one seed in the East, started Max Struess. Yeah yesterday and it went off extremely well there is endless amounts of depth to this team there's so much that went right yesterday and maybe the the full point is we finally saw them together as a group we did and and as a group in a game that everybody knew mattered and in a game that they knew it's like all right now it's go time we need 16 wins here's win number one and and you brought up Max Struess I love Struess and I want to put an alert out there. People are going to be, you know, if you weren't watching regular season games and if you've been kind of just casually around, you're going to notice Max Struess, though he looks like just another spot-up white guy that shoots threes and knocks it down at a high clip, he's a basketball player, and he could do more things with the ball and on defense. I like Struess. It, it just everything that could have gone right yesterday did, except for, well, Tyler Hero. He was bad. Yeah. He was bad yesterday. Nothing the Hawks did to him frustrated him. I mean, Tyler was having trouble simply catching the ball at the top of the key. He should have been responsible for two backcourt violations. He got called for one of them. He was trying to go a million miles an hour yesterday, and uh, he just needs to relax. I mean, he was so tight yesterday. So think about it. You blew by the Hawks in game one with the guy who over the last month and a half was your most consistent uh, way to score the basketball. And he did nothing yesterday. The Heat are just fine. And they deserve the accolades that they get because I can't remember 
a top seed in the NBA playoffs ever be dismissed as much as the Heat have been leading into this postseason? I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if it's because of the big three. There's this desire to continue to see the Heat fail. Mm. I don't know what it is, but it is really, really annoying. And I think the Heat smacked some people around yesterday and woke them up. It's weird because it just feels like we don't have the superstar power of the names that people want to talk about. And it's funny because there's always new narratives that spark up about the Heat, whether it's, oh, they can only be good if Jimmy Butler's the best player in the series, or they'll only be as good as Tyler Hero lets them be, or or like anything they try to bring up. I'm going to sh- – like this playoffs, this postseason run with Eric Spolster leading the helm, they're going to show game in and game out every series that they can win in so many different ways. And you saw that in game one. You'll see a different way in game two, and the Hawks won't make it to game five. Yeah, I would I would be shocked if they made it to game five. And they'll get no more than a game in this series. I, yeah. I, I just, fine, would you rather have an ultra-inefficient Trey Young just chucking shots at the rim and flopping to the floor, or would you rather have good, organized offense inside-out basketball? I, I know I'll take the latter, and a team that takes pride in its defense. And, and Trey Young, listen, he is electrifying, and he is very fun to watch. But I saw Hawks fans really upset with that collision that Kyle Lowry had with uh, with Trey Young yesterday. When Trey Young looked like he banged up his ankle a little bit, and Kyle Lowry was was trying to get to a loose ball. And here's the problem with that: is Kyle Lowry is not a dirty player. Kyle Lowry is a hard player, but he also didn't purposely hurt Trey Young. He was going after a loose ball. He was playing heat defense, something that Hawks fans haven't seen at all. Like good, good hustle defense. And if you look earlier in the play, Jimmy Butler pokes at the ball from behind at the perimeter. Trey Young, sensing that someone's arm is within six inches of him, throws his head back to try and draw a foul because that's what he does. Soft. He's so soft, and he ends up losing the ball, causing the loose ball, and then Kyle Lowry jumps at it and makes contact with Trey Young. Trey Young is to blame for Trey Young tweaking his ankle yesterday because all he does is throw his head back and pray for a whistle. It's wildly annoying. Right, and if Kyle Lowry doesn't die for that ball, worse is going to happen to him at practice the next day, or I guess not practice because it's the playoffs, but like, that's part of Heat culture. He's not doing something out of the norm or being all weird or like Pat Bev sometimes. Like, no, we dive after loose balls. We take charges, let the league in that. And also, we play winning basketball. And Trey Young just has to learn those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Sorry. I just I, – it is – it's incredible to me that, that Trey Young's offense is throw your head up back in the air uh. and hope for a whistle. It is – I mean, it's it's James Harden, but more annoying. If you're sick of that, just wait till next series when you got to play James Harden and Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid. You want to talk about flailing Ugh. to the guy. Like, it's – what impressed me the most yesterday was their ability to switch. Like most teams, yeah. when they play the pick and roll, like you get to a switch and you get the matchup you want. When you're playing the Miami Heat, you end up falling into a matchup you don't want coming off of a pick and roll. Well, and that's what we saw a lot of the time yesterday with Trey Young. He would come off the screen, and then he would find P.J. Tucker in his yep, face. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. The switching was excellent. And then it went from not only a switch, but then trapping Trey Young yeah. as well. How many times did he get pinned up against the sideline? And had to either throw the ball aimlessly to the rim or try to throw it off of somebody. Yeah, when you get trapped like that, you have one pass. Like you don't, you have one pass to execute. And if you don't, yeah, the ball's heading the other way. And and yeah. we we lead the league in steals and and, and takes and 
I don't know. The switching and, was just I have something I've never seen, really. And yesterday. I want to make this clear. Trey Young did go 1 for 12, right? Worst shooting performance of his career. Of his career, yes. 8.3% 8. from the field. His only made field goal, you remember it? Was the and one with Tyler Hero. The breakaway and one layup, and guess what he did right after? Missed the free throw. Missed the free throw. That <laughs> oh. dude was in hell. Trey Young yeah. was in hell, and he yeah. will continue to be this series. Yeah. He, is, he does not want to continue to play basketball against these Heat. But then there's stuff like this like respected media members who are just falling into this nonsense out of atlanta because this is a tweet from michael lee okay michael lee is a journalist who covers uh who who uh is from atlanta he is a sports reporter for the washington post okay here's his tweet yesterday again this is a blue checkmark media member works out of dc former atlanta man Miami is the number one seed with good reason, but the NBA basically spotted them game one by scheduling this game at 1 p.m. Not only did the Hawks just play Friday in Cleveland, this is their third game since the end of the regular season. Getting the eight seed was fun. This L was a given. Man, if Michael Lee didn't like the scheduling, I hope he doesn't pay attention to how the regular season works. Yeah. They had 82 <laughs> games. They had 82 games to claw and get into a better uh, seeding, didn't they? That's the thing. They were the nine. They were the seed. ten. They were the ten. The Hawks were the ten. They had to play in Cleveland, and then they had to play in what was the second? Oh no, they had to play at who? Who was the first game? The first one they played was that Cleveland where he went. No, off. Hornets. Hornets. No, Hornets. Yeah, I thought at they home. were the ten and had to. Play. No, no they, they were the, they were the they nine, were nine and played at home okay, against okay, the Hornets. Okay, and then, okay. but regardless, mm. if this was if this was pre-playing era, they wouldn't even be in the postseason. Yeah. And they still got they still got a day. They still got a day. I'm sorry. This is how the regular season works. This is how the playoffs work. So tomorrow. When when they they get back onto the floor, is that going to be too soon as well? Like I don't I don't understand the point of this. You don't get to be the nine seed and get into the postseason and then get handed some sort of comfort. It doesn't work like that. You're the eight seed. Formerly nine seed for a reason, because you didn't earn the top seed. The Heat, as the one seed, earned the week that they got. In fact, I would argue it's much more unnatural this time of year for a team to be off for an entire week and be asked to go and perform than two days like the Hawks got. I'm sorry. That is an excuse. That is lame. And that's loser talk from an Atlanta perspective. Yeah, but what else would you expect? I mean, it's the Atlanta perspective. Can we talk about Twitter and it being accessible? I think that's one of my favorite things about it though like he put that tweet out thinking he was oh this is a good point i got it this is a good point people are gonna back me on this and i guarantee you his replies are burning him (laughs) down because that is that's awful you got the one seed the one seed gets what they they get what they want like this is what they earn so i mean there's nobody has a choice to do anything different about this imagine imagine you having to win two games in the play-in to get into the playoffs and then getting the prime time slate like like, right and 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 then you're gonna complain we didn't have enough time to prepare mm. imagine Imagine being such a loser like that. Like we're not putting. Who played at eight uh, thirty last night? It was. Eight thirty last night was the the. Um, was that the Giannis, That was Bucks. Yeah, that was the, Bucks. Bulls. Bulls. Yeah. Are you gonna flex the defending champs out of the eight thirty spot? Atlanta Hawks? No. Yeah, no. You get the one p.m. No. dozer that we tap you by thirty. That's yeah. what you get. I'm sorry. You, yeah, you're not gonna put up a fight. We're getting you out of the way. Right. You get no special privileges when you're the lowest seed in the playoffs. Yeah. Sorry. Like it just that that's the way life works. Just be thankful you're there. Be thankful. Right. right. 
Right, exactly. And so uh, tomorrow you've got game two, and your home for Heat postseason basketball is right here on ESPN 106.3. When we return, our special boy, Theo Dorsey, made a major life decision. Well, he didn't actually make the decision. Someone else did, but he's part of the decision. Mm. Theo Dorsey has become a man, Yeah, and we'll discuss it when we come back. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. This Sunday, you have a chance to see the man Theo Dorsey in the flesh at PBKC. What are you doing out there, Theo? Well, I'm doing what we always do on the last Sunday of every month. PBKC, your entertainment destination with No Limit Poker, table games, super simulcast, exceptional dining, and exciting events. It's a super week at PBKC. You know, this weekend we're going to have the sports card trading and memorabilia show. We're going to do it like we always do. The show with me is going to be myself, JMP, 10 to 11, but the show itself is from 10 to 4. We're going to be broadcasting. Sunday is going to be just an amazing experience. The PBKC Palm Beach Sports Card Memorabilia Show on the second floor of the club with over 50 vendors, not 40, but 50 vendors that have sports memorabilia to buy, sell, and trade, and much, much more. Admission absolutely free, parking free as well. Get more information at pbkennelclub.com or by following PBKC on social media. Let's rock out on Sunday. Appreciate you, Theo. Um, I, I want to make sure that we reference this so that we don't ignore it, but Bam Adebayo not even being a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year Whack. is stone-cold embarrassing. I, I, I don't know if this is voters not watching games if this is them just falling into narratives, but how Bam Adebayo, who yesterday, according to Brady Hawk, Five Reason Sports, any time that Bam Adebayo was on a Hawk shooter, they were one of ten yesterday from the field. He is an elite defender, and it shows me, Theo, I think what happens with Bam is because he can guard all five positions and because he's so good away from the ball defensively and cuts off so many things that an offense wants to do, he doesn't rack up the block numbers. He doesn't rack up the steal numbers because he makes everything so much easier for those around him and there's not an appreciation for it because people don't actually know the game who are determining the finalists. Now, now who were the three finalists? Because I had a, a, a rather... It's Mikael Bridges, Rudy Gobert, and Marcus Smart. Okay, no. No. I'm sorry. See, with no. Marcus Smart, the, the voters, no. No. there's something in front of them. They can, they can tangibly see it because he's guarding at the perimeter, right? No. Uh, so they can say, oh, oh, look at him. He, he poked away that ball. And then Rudy Gobert, oh, he, he altered that shot or he rejected that shot. Oh, we see that. There's a stat. Let's go ahead and vote for him. But with Bam, Bam's so fluid. Bam is so proficient defensively and makes life so difficult by his movement off the ball. They don't see the tangible numbers, so they have no idea what they're looking at. Yeah, and, and it's fine. To be honest with you, the good thing about heat culture and the good thing about um, Bam Adebayo himself is as much as he would like that award and he has gone on record of saying he deserves it this year and wants it I think there's a bigger prize that we're going to see in June 
that he would rather have more. Right. So give it to Marcus Smart. Give it to Mikael Bridges. Give it to Rudy Gobert, who we know ain't getting the ring. Yeah. Bam Adebayo is the best defender. To that in the point, league. Ken, I would want to ask you. Does Eric Spolstra have a shot at NBA Coach of the Year? It's him, Taylor Jenkins with the Grizz, and Monty Williams no. and the Suns. No, because Eric Spolstra, and this is this is a Heat thing now, the, the Heat, there are voters who don't want to acknowledge the franchise because of the Big Three era. And Eric Spolstra is always going to fall into that. Should he win Coach of the Year? Absolutely. I think it shouldn't even be close. But there is this... this reputation that the heat of gain that they're not worthy because they changed the complexion of the NBA with the big three era and how they got LeBron and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade together. Uh, and so the heat, especially Spolstra, who is the leader of that group is not going to ever get the benefit of the doubt in anything. I'm surprised Spolstra even was a finalist for coach of the year, but no Spo is not winning that award, even though he's the most deserving. And what about our boy Tyler here? The key NBA. He better. Of the year. Him, he Kim better John- because nobody's even in his life. He's locked up. Yeah, nobody is in, in three lifetimes of Tyler Hero and how uh, how deserving he is of sixth man of the year this year. I, I know that John Hollinger in The Athletic, uh, he tried to make the point that Kevin Love should win it, but basically his reasoning <laughs> was that it was nice to see Kevin Love playing really good basketball again, that, uh, that, that he was hearkening back to older days, and that's not a reason to not vote for Tyler Hero. Just because you want to be wistful on basketball, Basketball past doesn't mean that Tyler Hero shouldn't win the award. If Tyler Hero doesn't win Sixth Man of the Year, then all of these postseason awards are completely invalidated. You know what? They mean absolutely nothing. What Kevin Love did was he lowered the bar. So, like, he had right. the bar was really high when he Mm. left Minnesota, went to Cleveland. The bar got, you know, a little bit tampered a little bit because he had a minimized role, even though they did win a championship. And then the last couple years in Cleveland have just been like, he just was like pouting on the floor, throwing a tantrum, like, so he lowered the bar so low that now that he's playing adequate basketball, we want to give him an award over Tyler Hero? No, I don't think so. No, it, it is silly. But no, Spoh's not going to win Coach of the Year, even though he should. But nope. Bam, Bam not winning to, or being a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. I hope that's the chip on shoulder that just launches Bam in this postseason. We know the Heat are keen on chip on shoulder. We're being disrespected. Not only are they the most disrespected one seed I can ever remember, this should absolutely launch that to another level. So it might even be a blessing in disguise. I like it. He's going to have Drell and beat. I mean, he's going to have the opportunity to shine. And Stone, what did we say? The only team or the team that's best equipped to to guard Joel Embiid is whom? The Miami Heat. And why? Because they I mean, they got bam. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain and need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. So, Theo, I I realized in the break that I, I teased what I wanted us to talk about by saying you became a man. 
Yeah. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know your your sexual history, but I am fully <laughs> cognizant of the fact that me saying that suggests that uh, you you actually were with someone for the first time. This story's not about that. Maybe, maybe, maybe but I, mean, I don't maybe. know. Yeah, but I don't you know that know. for a fact, right? So what I teased might have been a little bit misleading, but uh, you uh, are are now. Off the market, I understand. I am officially um, off the market. I've officially raised my jersey, not all the way to the top of the rafters. It's still going up because over the weekend, I proposed to my then girlfriend, now fiance Ashley, and um, and awesome. And, Congratulations, and through, buddy. Through a lot of angst and ner- she said yes. She cried a lot first. Okay. Were she you a little nervous me. once the tears started and there was no answer yet? You know, I was like about 45 seconds into it, I was like, you got to say something. You got to like, <laughs> I was like, you got to say yes, no, maybe we'll talk about it in the car. <laughs> I don't know. But there's a lot of people coming in with cameras <laughs> right now. In the car. Like, <laughs> it was uh, the funniest part about it, though. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I completely blacked out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's nerve wracking, man. Yeah. It is nerve wracking. So, did you do the thing where? First of all, where did you do it at? We went to um to Palm Beach Island. So we ate at a restaurant on Palm Beach Island, okay. one of our favorite restaurants. And then afterwards, we were walking with her sister, and I told her sister like, "Hey, tell her that we have to do some shoots um for like this." Her sister's like an influencer on social media. Got it. So her sister was like, "Okay, I need y'all to do some stuff for my social media." So we were doing a little bit of that. We went by this like scenic gardeny type place i had a, a photographer and a videographer waiting and then like i just walked up and i just i don't know what i did i just completely blacked out and i then love the it next thing uh well, rings on her finger and I'm, I'm getting married i love it. i saw the photo you were you had good form on the kneel bro like, that i was, was good ken ken i i didn't even remember doing that but like so at the <laughs> we had a housewoman party the next day right uh-huh. and the photographer framed up the pictures and brought it to us as a gift and when she put it down, the only thing I could think was like, man, by golly, like I missed my calling. When the, <laughs> my, my nil game is strong, dude. Uh, totally. That was totally. some amazing posture. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't yeah. know I had it in me. So. No, your spine, your spine is in great shape. It really was good knee. <laughs> now, I love now, like, <laughs> Dean, Dean, Dean just walked up to the window because nobody told him. Nobody Theo told Dean. Dropped uh, to a knee. So he's looking <laughs> in the window staring at Theo like, really, bro? Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. De- Dean and marriage proposal, uh, two peas in a pod. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so her family, or at least her sister, knew about it? Her sister knew. Her family knew. She okay. didn't know her family was in town. So afterwards, we went to this rooftop bar. Her family was all there waiting on her. And that was another thing where she broke down crying. A lot of tears that night. A lot of tears that night. I won't I won't let y'all know if I cried or not, but let's just say it was a uh, – I blacked out. So who who can remember? Man, that is uh, so. But if you if you propose, if you pop the question, forty five seconds of tears come without an answer. That probably felt like five, six, <laughs> yes. seven minutes, right? Dude, I I didn't I couldn't even tell you what time even was at that point. Like I was confused. I was also like nervous, and I was like. I knew she would say yes, but I was like, I think you verbally have to do so. Yeah. Kind of like when yeah. you're like on a plane and you're sitting in the uh, emergency row. Yeah, you, they, they make you say yes. Yeah, 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 like you have to say it. You can't just nod. Right. You can't. Right. No, you have to like verbally say yes. And I told her that and eventually she did. So So, how long have you been with, with Ashley? I've been with her for cumulatively uh, about four or five years. I've known her for a decade. We met in college at Got Hampton it. University and we were on and off for a while and now South Florida brought us back full on, man. We're here. I love it, man. Stone, look at our boy making moves. He bought a house. 
He owns a number of fantastic-looking suits, and now <laughs> he's engaged. A- this man is rolling right now. Absolutely making moves and most definitely enjoying it because we were yeah. we were recording a pregame heat show Saturday, right? Oh, so, man. So, so let me go ahead and tell you <laughs> that, that I get here early, right? We're going to record at probably 9.30. I get here early at 9. In comes Theo. Like, he got hit with a bomb and, and has not slept in two weeks. And just, I was, a, and just completely strung out? Just strung out. Like, he had just shot up recently, and I was like, Theo, man, what the hell happened? <laughs> so I kind of got the inside scoop, but, I mean, he had to give me an answer because I, yeah. I was not just going to let how yeah. he looked and how he was feeling slide. <laughs> so he enjoyed himself. He is making moves. So much champagne. So much champagne. Oh, yeah, man. I was dehydrated on Sunday of all the champagne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, champagne, I I firmly believe there is no bigger next day headache that exists yes. than a champagne hangover. Dude. I mean, it's brutal. Brutal. It, it feels great going down, and then the next day, there's nothing worse. Yeah, and I did two straight days. So, like, Friday was the actual proposal, Friday night. Saturday, like, afternoon was the housewarming. So all night Friday night after the proposal, nothing but champagne and shots and whatnot. In the morning, I come in. We do the heat show. Some of that champagne and shots still lingering, 9.30 a.m. As soon as I get back home, everybody that's in town wants to do more champagne and shots. So that's all day Saturday. Sunday morning, I wake up. I call Brian Rhodes, and I call Tyree. I say, hey, can y'all handle TV today because – if I walk in there and get on TV, they're going to think I'm a zombie. Like, yeah. <laughs> they were going to yeah. put sunglasses on you yeah. for the TV. It would have been weekend at Bernie's. Like. <laughs> so that heat show, it's, it, what, what's it called? Heating up? Heating up. <laughs> heating up. Theo is heating up in more ways than one on Saturday morning, man. We got. I can't believe we got through it uh, flawlessly. Thankfully, JMP and, and Stone were pros, and I was there just like helping get guide along because uh, – Evan, I was still floating. Evan Cohen, Jason Jackson, we brought the boys on. Yeah, it was Jay a big show. Jax, I yeah. love it. I love it. Uh, so, so now what? Like now that the uh, the honeymoon stage of the engagement's over, like when are you going to start digging in on wedding planning? Now, what's the vibe around the house right now? The I told the household. I, and look, she has a lot of family roots in Chicago, so that might end up being the city. Um, so I'm, I know you will love that. Hell yeah. Um, but Hell no, yeah. I told her I was like, look, let's not even like talk about any of that for like a month or two like we just we just built up that house a lot like yeah we've been renovating if we got no money anymore no money like let's yeah. just give it like two months and then maybe we'll do something in 2023 heck we might elope we might elope you never know like hey you know what i would respect the hell out of that that's yeah. good stuff theo dorsey <laughs> is engaged the man is off the market ladies men sorry theo dorsey he has hey, what do you mean, la- in. <laughs> ladies and men sorry <laughs> hey i don't know i'm sure you're a you're a handsome some face on television i'm sure that there are some men who are like man that's a good looking dude so they're like sorry you're off the market to them too you're off the market of the full spectrum you are ashley's now so um (laughs) by the way stone i want to make sure we understand the difference between engaged and married because on the show sheet that you send us you need to do a great job oh wow do me like that you um you 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 say Ken Levick, uh, Stone Labanowitz, Theo Dorsey on the show, a married man. You realize that that Theo didn't actually get married, right? That that engagement is not marriage. You right? know, I knew that, but I just got so much faith in my boy. I know he's gonna yeah. get it done, and yeah. I can't wait for 2023. Hopefully, I'm in attendance. So sorry, I uh I sped oh, up man. a little bit. Yeah, I love it. I, I love I love how how Theo's engaged, but we're gonna put it in sports terms. Like, oh, he's gonna finish it off. Yeah, he's gonna like the heat, like the heat. They, they like. Theo's the top seed, and he's going to finish it off and That's win the right. championship with marriage. Hell That's yeah. right. I got to go get that ring. Well, I guess I got the ring already. We got to, like, 
get the other band, right? You get the second band. Yeah, right? yeah, you get the second band. So that's band. the second exactly. ring. Yeah, I need exactly. it. Exactly. Back to back. Um, now, where did you get the ring from? Uh, IDC. IDC, International yeah. Diamond Center. Yeah, Good yeah. choice. That's well a, done. You know, we did it. We, we Hometown. You know, those are our partners. So I said, I'm going to holler at y'all. And she liked the ring? She loved it. Oh, I, I tricked her. So she thought we wouldn't be able to get engaged until, like, next year. So I had other, like, ring viewing appointments set up for later this year. That So she was really confused. And also, she had picked one out there that was, like, a little smaller. And I went back later, and I was like, yo, let me get a little upgrade <laughs> on that thing, man. Come on now. It's Big Teddy, baby. Big Pockets. Let me get my girl right. Oh, uh, man, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I love that. I totally love that. Well done, man. Appreciate well done. It, man. It's nice and classy and romantic, and you had the proper amount of tears. You got the answer you were looking for. Mm. This is good. Theo Dorsey is engaged. Awesome stuff. Uh, if you want to congratulate Theo, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. I mean, you don't have to, but yeah. I figure we'll, we'll take your congratulations for Theo if you'd like. We have other things to do and then Theo is going to uncomfortably transition into his temple of troll at some point here <laughs> so all the good feelings will disappear but if you want to congratulate uh, Theo Dorsey on his engagement to the lovely Ashley 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 when we return breaking news out of football well, I guess it's golf but it also could be football. Well, football and golf. We'll tell you about it next. He's Theo Dorsey, newly engaged. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Hey kids, we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. So we have breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. This from Rob Domofsky of ESPN. He covers the Packers. The only place you'll see four of the last five NFL MVPs competing at the same time and same place this year is on a golf course. This year's version of Capital One's The Match will feature a foursome of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. The 12-hole exhibition will take place June 1st. 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on TNT at the Wynn Las Vegas. It's the only golf course on the Las Vegas Strip. Stone, didn't they have um, uh, one of these at that course last year, too? Yeah, they did. It was at the same exact course. That was the one with DeChambeau and... And, and Philly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, I think Phil's laying low for a while on this one. <laughs> uh, it'll be the old guard against the youngsters, Brady and Rogers versus Mahomes and Allen. Turner Sports announced it on Monday. Uh, so, Theo, your initial thoughts on that and whether or not you're going to give it a pop June 1st, Brady Rogers against Mahomes Allen on the golf course. I want to see. I didn't know Mahomes or Allen could golf, especially not Allen. He seems a little stiff. So, Well, he's a nine handicap, which is good. It is good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes is a 7-7 seven, seven handicap. Aaron Rodgers, 4.6, and Brady is an 8.1. So nowhere really near pro level. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're talking about Rodgers, 4.6, I, I, I'd go ahead and just call him scratch at that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, good. for me, like, fine, I'll give it a little pop. I don't know if I can do 12 holes of it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I like it when Tiger's involved or when Phil's involved when he's not saying, uh, you know, reckless things about Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, I, I like when the pros are there 
Because especially with Phil, you get him like coaching and you get the strategy. This is just going to be four dudes shooting the bleep. Like, I, fine, but I don't think I'm doing all 12. Here, here I come. Sports bro, sports Yeah, I know. Man, You're going to love this. I, I know this is right up your alley. I could do an entire Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> wow. A whole 72. Wow. I mean, this is, uh, this, is, this is awesome. They say, like, art imitates life. Like, golf imitates life as well. This is new versus old. Like, so many narratives going into the season can be, not that they're actually true, but can be based off of this. Like, golf is like, adversity. Like, we're going to see these guys. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Like, we're going to make stuff up along the way, <laughs> but these are the guys we want to know more about. These are the guys that yeah. we spend 80% of the year talking about. Now we get to see them in their real life playing the sport we all wish we were good at and we all wish we could play it. Man, I'm all for it, but of course I am. Fine, let's go. Well, of course. I, I knew that you were going to be into it. I didn't suspect that you would uh, say that, hey, four days of this, you'd be in four-day no tournament. Way. But it makes sense. No, Stone would be riveted by it. Just putting down money, eating <laughs> it. What are those, what are those yeah. chips What are those chips that you like, Stone? Not the chips, but they're like the the like spicy or the hot chips. The Takis? Yeah, Takis. Uh, Stone's going to be sitting with five empty bags of Takis surrounded yeah. on his couch watching four days of Brady and Rogers and Allen and Mahomes golfing. Oh my God, you hit the you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> no way. Oh God, I know you too well now. It's a, um, it's a pizza party. It, 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 and it'll be a pizza party, right? Right, <laughs> exactly. With his five and a half inch inseams on. Uh, so, uh, are you rooting though for for Team Brady and Rogers or Uh-oh. Team Mahomes and uh, Allen? I'm with the old dogs here. Oh, I'm my with the old goodness. dogs. Here. I knew it. What? I knew you know, it. Rogers has you on in a chokehold. Rogers is the best <laughs> golfer out of all of them. I'm just saying, why are you rooting for the old dudes? Because because the new guys think they're coming in and moving the needle a little bit, but nah, the old dogs are right here with. What it. is that, Stone? You supposed to be you're, you're you're like what 20 21 23 23, 23. okay and you're over here rooting for some 50 year old dude all right that's cool that's weird yeah. no i know stone <laughs> See, that's cool that's weird <laughs> yeah stone might be a sports bro but he appreciates the oldies i had a feeling he was good because here's the thing though as uh, an all-time great high school quarterback and a d1 college quarterback i feel like his sensibilities always go to like the old guard at that yeah. position for no matter sure. what the sport they're participating in for sure i i, I respect how much farther they were able to go than me. Like, they set the standard for me to even begin trying to do what I set out to do in the first place, whether it was sport or life, man, for sure. Uh And and so now, in honor of them, he's going to put uncomfortable amounts of money on them for (laughs) a made-for-TV golf match. Damn right. Yep. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. You won't be spending uncomfortable amounts of money at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's where you're going to have the best car buying experience you have ever had in your life because you don't walk into Greenway Kia West Palm Beach and immediately have associates latch on you five or six at a time. I've been there. I've seen it at different dealerships where all of a sudden there are our employees racing towards you. Oh, we're desperate. We're desperate. No, 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 no. Not at Greenway Kia. You'll have one singular person walk up and say, hey, what are you looking for? Maybe it's something for the family. Maybe it's something fun. Maybe it's something fun and for the family. Certainly should be something fuel efficient with gas prices these days. There is something for everybody. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. And then when you talk money, it's not my favorite part of the carbine experience. Some like to haggle. I don't. I despise it. I don't like the process. And a good thing at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach that they are looking out for you from the jump. They want you coming back. They want you telling your friends. So the financing, they have a credit clinic on site. If you're, uh, if your credit's bad, they're still going to find a way to make sure you're leaving the lot in the automobile that 
you need. They are going to make sure you don't stay up at night worrying about money. They get it. I get it. I'm telling you about this because I've been there with terrible credit. I've been there buying cars. Take it from me. This is a pleasure to do business and be part of the family at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Again, Military Trail, half mile south of uh, Palm Beach International Airport. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Go to GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com to check out the selection. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. He is a man who will look you in the eye and rip your team apart. When it comes time to fantasy, if he's not with you, he'll FaceTime you so he can see your despair when your team falls short thanks to a last-second defensive stop. He is petty. He is someone who is full of sports hate. He is the man who takes to the podium every single week on the Temple of Troll. It's Theo Dorsey. Congregation, it's time to hear the good word. He prays for your sports pain. Rocio then rejoices and preaches pettiness. Theo Dorsey is in his bully pulpit in the Temple of Troll. Theo, take it away. You know, now as a newly engaged man, I thought, why not turn a new leaf? Why not turn a leaf and be positive for once? So instead of taking somebody down, I'm going to spin it positively today. Oh, okay. In the, in the, just kind of like, I'm in my feels right now. I'm still emotional. So, my guy, Robbie Anderson, Carolina Panthers leader, voice of the locker room, if you will. I mean, this guy, he knows the pulse of Panther Nation. He knows how we're feeling. He knows what we need at all times. And when those reports came out this week that a guy by the name of Baker Mayfield from the Browns is rumored to be maybe coming to Carolina, he got in the way. He took his shield up, and he got in the way. He he took up his cross almost, and he tweeted. What did he say? No on Instagram, right? Yep. yep. No. And then doubled down on it when people started posting about it. Robbie Anderson, my guy, I love you, my brother, because you <laughs> might have been the reason why we can for sure say Baker Mayfield to Carolina is dead. I would have had to leave the Panthers organization as a fan if this went down. Robbie Anderson, you are a hero. You are a saint. I will never let anybody say anything bad about you because you are the reason why Baker Mayfield gets to pout on his couch and do more interviews about why nobody wants him. The rare temple of troll about someone else yes. being a troll. Yes. <laughs> wow. That is full meta. Baker Mayfield, his sob story tour. I have to think that it is really hurting his cause it, with another team. It has to be. Nobody wants to play for a quarterback who's sitting on the couch with an upside-down dog crying about why nobody wants him. An upside-down dog. What's going on there? Nobody's checked, by the way, to see if Baker Mayfield's dog is okay after <laughs> that, he showed up on that, that podcast. That actually wasn't his dog. It was the podcast holder's dog. Oh, really? It was yeah. weird. Whatever those it po- was. Those podcast dudes, they're like country singers, right? He's a rapper. Oh, he's a country <laughs> rapper? That was a rapper? That's Mike Stud. Yeah. Okay. He actually played baseball. He, he got drafted in the MLB. He was a pitcher. What is going on here? Of course man. you know about this, you weirdo. Uh, by the way, Stone, before we say farewell, um, uh, could you uh, could you check your, your email it's real quick? It's queued up. It's ready to rock and roll. It's ready to roll. Let's hear from him. Bam Adebayo asked today about not being selected as a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. And needless to say, Bam, not happy. Disrespectful. Obviously, um, you know, I feel like I can do anything that, you know, 
two out of the three can do. Besides, I mean, I can't teach height. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they all three play on TV more than me. So I would expect that. You know, they get more TV games and uh, they get more exposure. You know, people like to talk about them more. Don't nobody want to talk about us. So it's whatever at that point. That's it. Preach, Pam. Preach, Pam. Stone, isn't that the truth? It's people the aren't watching. damn truth. People Preach. aren't watching. Theo, this is exactly right. People aren't watching. They don't appreciate the game. They don't appreciate him. I'd be pissed off, too. They ain't got no love, dog. Bam's not happy. You know what that means? Chip on shoulder. You know what that means? 2-0 heat after tomorrow. You know what that means? Heat and four. Yes, sir. <laughs> heat and four. Break out Bam, the boom. Bam is pissed. Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, Stone Labanowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Lavica. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.